Welcome to the Different Skill Notebook Podcast. The Different Skill Notebook is a tool for parents and educators to equip children and teens with the social, emotional, and independent skills needed to thrive in their life. The Different Skill Notebook is the result of the work of Dr. Sandra Savinelli and Anand Salma at the Social Mind Center. They found that parents and educators cannot always identify the skills needed to overcome some of the barriers that the child is experiencing to learning and thriving. The notebook identifies the different skills, tools, and resources needed to overcome some of the learning barriers and differences that are experienced by children and teens today. These are different times, requiring different skills and tools. Join us as we share our smart conversations with our parents, educators, and colleagues to give children the life skills and social adaptation needed to thrive in environments that keep changing. Welcome to the Different Skill Notebook. My name is Anna and Selma, and I'm your host. And today we're going to continue um, having a smart conversation about anxiety, since anxiety is currently very prevalent amongst children. And now that school has started back, we've been a couple of weeks into school, and there seems to be a heightened level of anxiety for children in the classroom. So today we're going to specifically talk about anxiety in the classroom, and I'm going to call that the freeze. And I know that you all can recall a time in your life where you've played the freeze game. And that's like you play music and when the music stops, everyone freezes. And whoever keeps moving is out of the game. So I've always loved that game. It's a fun game. We play it sometimes at the center when we need the kids to get up and move. So we've been in school now for nine weeks, about nine, ten weeks. Um, Thanksgiving is around the corner. And one of the wonderful things about for me, working at my center is that we get to really interact with all different types of children and with different learning differences or not. But anxiety is something that we've always come across at the center. So today I want to talk about specifically, you know, one of our clients and we'll just call him Jacob. School started and Jacob was in virtual learning for a whole year. He was in preschool. And then school started up and it was a huge um, transition for him starting up preschool in person. And I think a lot of our kids have been dealing with that and uh, especially for the children that have been online for so long. Well, now... That adjustment period has gone by, and this year he started kindergarten. And that's definitely a big leap. Kindergarten, as we know, has gotten way more serious than it used to be as far as what are the tasks that need to be done in and what are the what is the curriculum in kindergarten. So he has started kindergarten, and you know, that's still a new adjustment. I think when kids start school for the most part, 
it is a new classroom, new teacher, new expectations. And I think that always needs to be taken into consideration August and September, even going into October, especially depending on the child and if the child has an IEP. In this situation, Jacob does have an IEP and he's on the autism spectrum and he has a great skill set. So he's going into kindergarten and the teacher in the IEP meeting mentioned that he freezes up like when um, a time comes to do worksheets or written work, he just freezes. And that's the response they're getting while he's asked to do several tasks. He's just freezing up. And normally they talk about anxiety as, oh, flight or fight. Well, people do freeze sometimes with anxiety and they just kind of do nothing. They just kind of freeze in place. And when you're looking at children on the autism spectrum or with language delays or language processing or sensory processing um, difficulties, a lot of these issues are neurological. So they're kind of invisible. And it's a process that the child is going through that you probably can't see. You can't see, or it probably doesn't make sense to you why you know, Jacob may not be doing what he's supposed to be doing, and he's just frozen. And in this scenario, the teacher referred to this as non-compliance. And, you know, that's a common term used, non-compliance. The child is non-compliant. They don't want to do what they're being asked to do. And I think that does occur. And of course, there are times where children don't want to do what they're asked to do. But in Jacob's situation, he has an IEP. So the teacher should already know that there is the expectations that are going to be placed on Jacob should be different than the expectations placed on a neurotypical child because Jacob is different and Jacob learns different and he functions differently in his process. I'd like to say his process is very different than the process of other children because he learns different and he has a learning difference and that's why he has an IEP. So in this scenario, I wouldn't say it's non-compliance. We don't tend to use that word at the center that often because that implies that this child doesn't want to do their work. And I think that when children have an IEP and they have a learning difference of any kind, whether it's anxiety or it's autism or language processing or dyslexia, they're going to approach um, a task that they have difficulty with very differently than a child who doesn't have difficulty with it. So we usually call it task avoidance. And when a child is having problems understanding or it's what if it's an area of great weakness for them, for example, they have difficulty writing, which in this case, that was the case um, for Jacob. He had a very difficult time writing. So everything that he was being asked to do required extensive writing. So he got overwhelmed, lots of anxiety, and he just shut down and he froze. And you can probably equate this to a computer freezing up. That happens all the time and we have to reboot it, right? So the skill I want to talk to you today that we've been working with Jacob on is defrosting, right? He gets frozen a lot. He needs to learn to defrost. And how can you as a parent or a teacher help a child, you know, with this situation when you find that during certain tasks or during certain periods in the day, they're just frozen. They don't want to work and they're avoiding the task. Well, your strategy to defrost is to reduce the pace and task. I think that for kids that have learning differences, the pace needs to be different. So number one, I would pause and alter the pace. Number two, I would break down the task 
to smaller steps. And number three, I would label the steps. And the pausing allows the child a few minutes to kind of gather themselves. If a child has language processing, it takes them a while to process the language, the instructions, and get started. For some kids, it's a self-regulation issue. Getting started is difficult. Initiating a task is difficult. So they may need um, help getting organized to get started, and they may need to be set up to start. And that may require, you know, a checklist. And a lot of kids on the spectrum, this is a common misconception. And a lot of kids with ADHD or kids that just have organizational issues, have a difficulty getting started, have a difficulty staying on task because their body isn't organized. So first you have to organize your mind and your body to get started on a task. And they have a hard time doing that independently. So some of the tools that we use so often in the center is a checklist. This is what we're going to be doing in group today, and we break it down, right? If it's a worksheet, we highlight the instructions and the areas that need to be completed. When I say reduce a task, if you're seeing that a child is completely not able to tackle a worksheet, then perhaps they should only do evens and odds. And the goal here is not that this child is never going to be able to do the worksheet. The mindset should be that we need to build up to that because they have a learning difference that makes it very difficult for them to just get started. And it's a very unfair to compare them to a child who doesn't have learning difference. And this is why they have an IEP, an individual education plan, because they have a learning difference. So their process in the classroom is gonna look different. And it's definitely gonna require them being provided with some tools and some resources that other kids may not need. But a checklist is something every child can benefit from. And I'm not talking about the schedule being on the board because a lot of teachers tell me, oh, the schedule's on the board. No, I'm talking about a breakdown of the tasks that they have to complete before them that they're having difficulty with, right? Also having first and then visuals. If the child has a hard time with task endurance or getting started, you can organize the task for them saying, first we're going to do this, then we're going to do that, right? Also folders can help organize the materials for them and saying, these are the tasks that we have to do and this is when they're finished you put them on this side this helps the child look and see where they need to get started so they almost have like this is your starting point right when a student struggles with self-regulation it impacts their ability to organize and initiate tasks and visuals are usually so confused like parents and teachers always tell me why does he need a visual if he can speak and he can read well why do you need a phone? Why do you need a to-do list? Why does everyone have a planner? But yet we don't have that expectation for our kids. And some of our kids really need that to get themselves organized throughout the day and get themselves started on tasks, right? So I think that it's really like a mind shift. If you have a child with an IEP, then the process of their education is going to have to look different. And the way that they learn is different. And the way that they're taught needs to be different. And some of these tools and resources are going to be in place. So an IEP is not just something we stick in a file. An IEP is something that has specific 
instructions in it. And if it says this child will be accommodated with additional time, then they need additional time. This child will be accommodated by reducing the tasks and building them up over time because they need that additional time and they need more time to build that endurance. So the IEP is really, it's, it stands for an individual education plan where it's going to require additional resources. The expectation is never should be that this child is going to come into the classroom and they're just going to be exactly the same as their peers and their process is the same as their peers. Therefore, that's setting them up for failure. You can have high expectations. We have high expectations for all of our kids at the center. However, we're fair and we're considerate towards their needs. And I think that if you have a child that freezes often, mom or teacher, you need to examine and tie that to the IEP and say, well, what part of their weakness or their learning difference may be causing them great anxiety and having them shut down and how can I reboot them? And one thing I didn't mention is with the pace is including some breaks in there when you see that you've rebooted the computer and you've provided all these tools and the production isn't happening. Maybe this child is mentally exhausted and they just need a break and try incorporating breaks throughout the day. Or once they get done part of their work and they are off to another part of their work, maybe in between. So I hope this was helpful to you guys. And I hope that if you need additional information, this article is on my blog on the Different Skill Notebook blog, and you can see my notes, the steps, the recommendations. So I hope this made sense to you. And next time you see a child that's kind of frozen, consider what is happening rather than just assume they're non-compliant and it's a behavior that needs to be corrected. Because anxiety does impact how we navigate our environment and how we appear and how we think. It definitely clogs our thinking and it definitely makes your thinking uh, foggy, you lack clarity, and it's hard to take the next step when you're really anxious. So don't just assume non-compliant child doesn't want to do what they're asked, especially if the child has an IEP. I look forward to our next podcast session, and please make sure to check out our website, socialmindcenter.com. Thank you for joining us at the Different Skill Notebook. The script is available on the Podbean site and at socialmindcenter.com. We can also be reached through our website.